as creators, there are so many things that we have to learn to be successful in this industry, from managing our content and our audience to our personal life and mental health. In Coached, a sub-series of Social Scoop podcasts by SocialMate, we work one-on-one with a member of our private creator coaching community, The Social Suite, and you get to be a fly on the wall during our call. I'm Kristen Busquet, and I've been a full-time creator for over three years and have brought in over $350,000 from sponsored posts and content creation collaborations with brands so far. Social Scoop is the podcast where we teach you, the entrepreneurial creator, to turn your online influence into a profitable, self-sustaining business. Let's dive right in. Hello, my friends, and welcome to Social Scoop Podcast. My name is Kristen Busquet, and as always, I'm so excited that you're here. Today, you are listening to Coached, a series where we let you be a fly on the wall during a one-on-one coaching call with a member of our private creator community, The Social Suite. Today, I'm here with Lissy Cox. She's a creator whose mission it is to normalize plus-size fashion and living with disabilities. If you're interested in getting your free one-on-one podcast coaching call, you can become a member of our private creator community, The Social Suite. Without further ado, let's dive right into it. Lissy, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. I'm I'm Lissy, and I am a plus-size, I create plus-size fashion content, but then I also... I'm legally blind and I have a bunch of chronic illness stuff. And so I try and normalize disability within the plus size community and plus size within the disability community. And then also trying to reach other folks too is cool. That's cool if that happens. Yes. Because it's a lot of like spreading awareness and also just being like honestly raw about life. (laughs) yeah I love that also I think you forgot to mention that like everything you do is very like aesthetically pleasing and like even what you're wearing today like I know for you guys that aren't watching like she has on this cute little cardigan that has like crochet flowers on it she's got this fabulous like poofy pink dress in the background like you have a very distinct like colorful vibrant like retro style that I think a lot of people would love to. So that's worth mentioning. A lot of it comes from the OCD having to have everything perfect, but yes, just got a mix for that. that. I get that. That, Oh, that's another thing is mental health is one of my angles. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I love that you like spend so much of your time when you're creating all this content to really like spread awareness and, and be really open and honest, because I think that's something that, Maybe more, it's more, I guess, normalized now, but like in the last couple of years, that's just been like a very new thing. No one used to talk about a lot of the stuff that you talk about. So I love that you're doing what you do. Thanks. <laughs> so obviously as a creator, you know, you're, you're thriving, you're doing great, but of course there are some roadblocks that you're hitting. Um, one thing that we just briefly talked about before we started recording you are in the process of trying to create digital products. So I want you to kind of give us the rundown on what you're trying to do there, how it's going, what you're running into that's been a struggle. Okay, so I have a list on my phone. Actually, I'm not going to pull it up right now. I'm just going to try and remember it. (laughs) But I have a list of like products I want to introduce. And I know for sure right now I'm writing an ebook. I made a planner, like a 2023 planner that I might have to change to like 2023, 2024. I don't know, but it's undated yeah. technically. So it can be used anytime. I, um, okay. I want to do like Instagram highlight covers, just like smaller things that are a little bit cheaper, but then like the big ticket items, yes. like the ebook and the planner, but I'm also just like 
is this weird? Like, I'm like, does this matter? Should I be selling these things? Am I really an expert on an e- a writing an ebook? Like, is that something I can do? And then selling it? That's And I mean, that's a total, first of all, that is like a limiting belief if I've ever heard one. That is something that lives inside your head. You know what I mean? It's one of those things where like you're telling yourself that and you're almost like psyching yourself out For of sure. being able to do it. So that's something that is difficult because it's all mental that you have to try and like find ways to overcome that. But logistically speaking, let's first dive into the ebook. So like what what is this ebook going to be? I think you've told me like a little bit about it um, offline. Yeah, so it's going to be the chronic illness handbook. And then like the tagline is something something like all the ins and outs and need to knows I've learned through my chronic illness journey something like that. I don't remember exactly. Okay. And then it's got different- And this is for people, sorry, this is for people with chronic illness to help them kind of like get through it. Yeah, so it's mar- it's going to be marketed towards people with chronic illness, but the chapters could honestly be really useful for people who have loved ones with ment- or with chronic illness and stuff too because it has like Yeah. one of the chapters is like energy analogies basically like spoons and stuff like that. And one of them okay. is um oh sorry (laughs) the other one is like um i just had a brain fog moment see i am chronically ill it doesn't i think one of the chapters should probably be on brain fog no you're good you're good so okay so i i get the idea though of kind of like where you're going with this so what is the roadblock that you're running into with the ebook because the first thing you said was like am i even like qualified to write this like do people actually like am i the person who's gonna put this out but like what you even just said is like something that like doesn't like, I don't know what you mean by the, the spoon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but, like, there's clearly a lot more that you know that maybe you don't see yourself as an expert in because you're in it every day and, like, it's it comes naturally to you. But for other people, you know, like, maybe they, they don't know these things. Um, and so I think you, again, it's a limiting belief, first of all. I think you're very much qualified to be writing something like this, especially because so much of your content is is based on exactly what's going to be in this ebook. Um, you know, like you have enough to say where you could literally post about it every single day or multiple times a week, whatever it is. You clearly know enough to to write a whole ebook on it. So let's put that aside. Like I think we've proven that that to be true. Um, so what aside from kind of that like what is the roadblock that you're running into with the ebook? Um I guess a lot of it too is fear of like is it going to do well? Are people actually going to care yeah. about this? And then it's like how do I it, how am I going to like be salesy without giving myself the ick? I yeah, that's that's a struggle. That's a a hard balance and I feel like sometimes I even struggle with that. Um so I guess first things first, um you know, like is this going to sell? One thing that I have realized in the last few years of, you know, selling ebooks and selling offers and programs and all of these different things is that you have to give it time. I am someone who's so so impatient. And one of the things that I struggle with the most is that if I put something out 
And within like a couple weeks, if I don't sell like a ton of them, I'm like, oh, it must suck. No one wants it. Who cares? Let's throw it away and start something else. And it's so, it's a bad uh, like cycle to get into because then you constantly are like having to come up with new ideas and telling yourself that what you're doing sucks every time, time and time again. But one thing I've really learned in the last couple of years is that it really takes time and you have to have patience. Like don't expect to put this out and have it like, sell a hundred copies immediately. And you know, like you're just rolling in money. It's going to have to be for the most part, like a slow burn for you to like sell more and more, like even with me and the membership. So we started um, social suite back in, I think it was June or July of last year. Um, and I literally in, in the last, however many months it's been, I've almost given up on it so many times because I'm like, we're not getting as many members in as, as I want to. And, you know, like, but every single month we have more people every single month, more people tell their friends about it and it's growing and growing and growing, but it's, it's a much slower burn than what I had in my head. So all that to say, I think going into it with, almost no expectations is better than going into it with the expectation of like, I I think this is going to make me, you know, $5,000 in my first month. Obviously, like I I get the whole like, let's manifest it and everything. But I also think it's important to like, you know, be very realistic so that you don't set yourself up to be disappointed. Yeah. Um, So I don't know, how does that sit with you? Um, Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Um... Because for one thing, it's like, if I don't have expectations, and I'm not going to be disappointed. But also, if I don't have expectations, yeah. <laughs> and it does so well, I'll be like, Oh, boy, this is great. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And then you're like, Okay, well, if we can do that, like, maybe we can do a little bit better next month. And you kind of like, I don't know, you set yourself on like more of a like positive path versus mm-hmm. you saying I'm going to sell 100 ebooks in the first two weeks, and then it sells 20. And then you're like, okay, well, why did I just put all that hard work in? This is so discouraging. Like, do I even want to keep talking about this? No one likes it. And it's really hard not to get like super, super negative about that. So patience, I think with these kind of things is very, very, very important. Um, Also, so when it comes to actually like selling without being salesy, um, there's ways to do it. And again, like this is why I think in my opinion, a lot of what I do is more of like a slow burn because, you know, you and I could both be out there with our products literally every day, you know, putting them all over stories, putting them all over reels and making TikToks like every single day about it. But our audience would be so fatigued with us at the end of the day, they would be like, shut up about this product. We get it. Like, I don't, I don't need it. Didn't need it yesterday. Still don't need it. So just be quiet. And and I, you never want to get your audience in a situation where they don't want to hear from you, right? Yeah. So what I personally like to do and why I'm okay with the slow burn of, of, again, like getting my sales where I want them to be is because it allows me to not be as salesy and kind of like let things just like move in a way that feels more authentic, I guess. Like organic. And, and less, uh, yeah, like less in people's face. Yeah. Um, so what I typically do is try and organically weave it into the content that I'm already creating. So for you, you know, maybe say one of your posts per week is about chronic illness. So then in that post every week, you're going to talk about whatever tip it is. And then maybe at the end of your, um, at the end of 
the caption, you're going to say, if you really enjoyed this, I have an actual, like a whole ebook about this. Um, and I talked about all of these other methods and da, da 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 like you can get it in my bio, whatever it is. But I like to just kind of like throw those little things in that's like, here's a bunch of value. And if you liked that, you can get more of it here. And that feels a lot more authentic than, you know, like every day or every week having a post that's like, go buy this, go buy this, go buy this without giving any of that value. I think if you're able to like give people a little sliver of value and then let them make the decision on if they want more of that value, that's a really good way to do it. And, And almost like let those people make their own decisions without you having to like be in people's face every day yeah. you know what I mean yeah for sure how does that feel like do you feel like that's something you can kind of like yeah that's weave definitely in how I would rather do it because I yeah like I already like I took your course a while ago and you were like, if you're going to do promotion you got to do one of the other ones too you got to add value to it somehow yes. and now I, I, if I do a collab post, like a sponsored post, I'm always at it, trying to add in value more than the promoting the post or at least right, equal exactly. at the most. Yeah. Yeah. Cause people don't like to feel like they're being sold to, you know, like you never like, you want it to be like, I'm making the decision to buy something. Not like, wow, this person is like making me buy it. Yeah. And then you feel so much more like confident about your purchase, you yeah. know? But it's also all of this to say, yeah. Oh, I was going to say, it's almost like, this is going to sound awful and you don't have to include this in the podcast if you don't want to, but it's almost like you're manipulating <laughs> your audience into like, by t- making everything it was their idea that they wanted it. Right. Well, I mean, that's literally like that's sales. Yeah. That is literally sales, like as a whole. You know what I mean? That's that's the whole idea. Yeah. Um. But all of that to say, yes, you want to like kind of have it mentioned, like a slow burn, like I'm mentioning it, I'm mentioning it, I'm mentioning it. You have this repeat exposure in little little ways here and there. But at the same time, I think it's also really important for you not to undersell too. So it's kind of be got to be kind of like a, a nice balance. So like this was something that I struggled with when we were first launching the podcast. I literally was like, why am I? I had a podcast coach at the time and I would ask him like, why am I not getting views? Like my podcast is good. Like I'm confused, you know, like why are we not getting more views? I would expect more views. And he was literally like, okay, well, how much are you sharing it? You know, you have this audience. And I said, I don't know. I shared on stories like once a week. Right. And he was like, you know, how many people see your stories out of your entire audience once a week in one slide, you know, like it's such a small amount of people. And so that is not very realistic for me to, you know, expect any real results. If I'm only sharing it in one slide, in one day of just stories. Yeah. So now I try and find a balance where maybe, um, you know, like, like for example, in my post today, I shared a bunch of value, but said like the whole podcast episode has even more of this so you can go listen. So like that was my way of promoting the podcast, but I gave so much value on that as well. So it, again, fit in organically to the point where people weren't like, oh my gosh, we get it. Like you have a podcast, like shut up about it. But, you know, they still can go listen if they want more. I let them make that decision for themselves. But if I never did any posts about the podcast, who knows how many people would know. So, again, like, I think it has to be, uh, like, a fair balance. And you'll experiment with this, too. Like, you might 
try it and realize like, okay, I'm not really getting a lot of results. Let me push it a little bit more. Like let me make one extra post this week where I mention it. And maybe that does really well for you. And now, you know, okay, like this is, this is the balance that I need to have. This works really well for me. On the other hand, maybe you're sharing it a ton and maybe people are like, you know, your views are a little bit lower and lower every time because people are like, gosh, we get it. Um, and they're like skipping by your stories or things like that. And then, you know, okay, maybe I need to tone it down a little bit. So it's going to be a trial and error process at the end of the day. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything else with the ebook that you feel like is like a roadblock for you besides that kind of like, you know, the, the limiting beliefs but also that idea of like being too salesy anything else you can think of um really it's just the limiting beliefs and then the limiting beliefs about the future where oh my god I'll be too salesy which is also a limiting belief it just hasn't even (laughs) happened yet (laughs) exactly right like you haven't even finished the ebook and you're already like I'm gonna be too salesy yeah (laughs) I get it though like it's 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 a tough like balance to figure it out but you'll figure it out and again like the more you do it the easier it's going to become for you and then when you have like your next ebook or like you said like your highlight covers or the planner like any of those things you'll have a better understanding of like how you can share it with people and get their you know like best Mm -hmm. responses yeah for sure um so you also wanted to kind of touch on um this idea of like consistency within the platforms and within the content you're sharing, but also coming up with ideas. I think the two mesh together really well because coming up with ideas is a huge part of staying consistent. So I want to hear first a little bit about your experience right now. Like, how are you feeling about coming up with ideas? How are you feeling about consistency? Like, what does that look like for you? Um, so I moved in October and I'm still not completely settled so my consistency <laughs> has been non-existent since October-ish, September-ish, because we were moving. Yeah. But so it's like zero right now. I'm just posting when I post. Um, yeah. But I have been better at coming up with ideas. I have been using the uh, OpenAI chatbot thing. Oh, good. I love yeah. that thing. I use it for work, too. I'm a social Same. media manager for a nonprofit, and I use it for work. <laughs> but oh, um yeah. Yeah, so that's been helpful, and I've started, like, keeping a running list of different post ideas within different content pillars, basically. Yeah. Um, So now I, like, I can get to the point where, I mean, like, I want to get to the point where it's like, okay, I need to film a reel. I'm going to grab one of these post ideas from this category, this content pillar, because I haven't posted this content pillar yet this week yep um but it's just hard to like I lost all my momentum I guess and it's been really hard to get back into the swing of it um because of a limiting beliefs and imposter syndrome and stuff and b it's just like it's an uphill battle when you've been gone for a while like or inconsistent for a while and you're trying to come back because I've noticed that the algorithm, when I don't post for a couple of weeks, my next post gets like 200 billion zillion views or whatever. I don't know. Like a, an amount of view, a bigger amount. And then like the next one gets like five. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's like, yeah. it really gives me a it, boost. And then it's like, it's like, just kidding. Yeah. Never mind. <laughs> it's like, welcome back. And then it's like, I hate you. 
It's like you can leave again. Yeah, welcome bye. back. Bye. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, I mean, I get the struggle with the you know the algorithm and, and the struggle of like how things perform when you have taken a break. Um, but I mean, both of those things that you just mentioned are things that have to do with performance. Um, and, and it maybe is like the idea, and again, like imposter syndrome, like you had mentioned, like you are almost not being consistent because you are feeling the weight of being inconsistent. Yeah. And so it's almost like this kind of like weird concept where, you know, you were inconsistent because of moving, which all of that is very understanding. Also, you're planning a wedding. Yeah. Like, there's a lot happening. Yeah. <laughs> you know, on top of dealing with chronic illness, which obviously that, you know, limits how much you can do in a day mm-hmm. on its own. So, like, you have a lot of things working against you. But one thing that I think is can kind of, you know, you have control, I guess, over that you can change is the idea of, I'm not going to post because I'm afraid of how this is going to perform and it's going to suck. And like, ugh, I might as well just not, but then you're getting back into the cycle of, of staying inconsistent, you know? Yeah. So I think it's almost like going to have to be this, this hump that you get over where, you know, like you have ideas, you know, you just said you have, you have a list and like, you're starting to add things to that list as they come that's to you. New, so I don't so. think it's, Okay, okay, okay. Okay, that's good. Well, that's good then. That's a step in the right direction. But now that you have this list, so I think it's maybe at this point, you're solving the problem of I can't come up with ideas. But you're now hitting the problem of like, I don't know if I want to post these ideas because I'm afraid of how they're going to perform. It's like performance anxiety, you know, like, I think we all deal with that it's definitely like this fear-based mental block like I can psychoanalyze it it's this fear-based like bump (laughs) in the road and I just need to get over it but I am scared (laughs) most of my I mean most of everything that stops me from doing anything is just fear I have anxiety so I mean I trust me like I understand that (laughs) so much but I think for me, the key has been like working through it in a way that I'm not really, I'm still looking at numbers. I think it would be so unrealistic for me to tell you like, just don't pay attention to the numbers. Like we're all going to pay attention to the numbers. Realistically, they're there right in front of our face. We don't have much choice. The issue is that we're letting them, you know, dictate what step we're going to take next. For me, I have really tried to focus on like the the connections that I'm making more. So like, if I like I had someone message me today and say like, thanks for all you're putting out with like the podcast and your posts and da da da. And she's actually someone that almost never comments on any of my posts. But she sent me that message. And so I was like, wow, like people are paying attention, you know, like, I made it enough of a difference in this person's life for her to send me a DM, even though she can't come and comment on every photo or video, whatever I get people are busy, people are lazy, like, we don't want to take the time to comment on stuff a lot of the times, honestly. Um, I know I don't, which is bad, because I'm over here, like, I want more engagement. And I'm part of the problem. But I get it. Like, it's just we use the app in in a different way. But I always try and like, focus on those connections. Because like, I'm sure like, I'm very much positive 
that you get messages that say, um, you know, thank you for like educating me on this or like, thank you for showing me I'm not alone. Or like, I loved when you shared this because like, I do the same thing. Like, I'm sure you get messages like yeah. that. It's so important for you to like, think about those people when you're creating a post. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, even if it, affects a small amount of people it's still impacting someone and like if that's at the end of the day like that's why you're here you know like yeah. you have this mission to do x y and z like you can't do it unless you're putting something out for them to see that, you know that's very true yeah i i try and like i think i said this on like a past episode anytime someone sends me any messages like that i screenshot them and put them all in a folder on my phone and anytime like where i'm having like i don't want to work like i don't want to do this like i don't want to post i look at those messages and i'm like all right i yeah i hear you guys like you, you know it's like and, the and Simpsons I kind of meme like, like the do it for her Yes, literally. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, like, I think shifting the way that you think about it is going to help you show up. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. even if you're showing up for five people to comment on something, like, you know that those five people, like, are, are genuinely interested in what you have to say and I know like one of my biggest issues like okay like I get my community is there but I don't want to share these posts get crappy engagement on them and then brands look at it and be like wow she has crappy engagement but brands are shifting the way they're thinking about this stuff too you know like brands want someone who's an expert in their field which you are and brands want someone who has a community that cares about what they have to say which you do you know so even if you have a post where or a few posts whatever while you're again getting over this hump of coming back and then things are going to level out and go back to normal even if you have a few posts where the engagement isn't your best engagement ever and you're like oh this sucks why did I even post it brands aren't going to only look at those posts you know what I mean and even if they do there's still five people that are commenting on something that again are showing that they're genuinely interested in what you have to say yeah you know? one of my last sponsored posts maybe like two sponsored posts ago someone literally commented and I love this person they're so sweet but they literally commented I'm gonna have to go buy this because anything that you endorse I'm gonna buy basically and I was like okay I guess I am an influencer now <laughs> yeah like that's one of those texts that you should screenshot yeah. and put in your little folder for later but that's also like a, a message that you should screenshot and like put in your media kit or something you that's know what I true, mean like yeah. that's a huge statement for someone to say and like again even if you're getting five comments on a post if it's someone saying I am going to buy anything that you share like that is literal proof right there that your audience wants to like live the way you live they want to you know uh basically like experience the same things that you experience um because you've you've let them in you've built this community where you know it is mm -hmm. like a tight-knit community uh where people have loyalty to you so like that speaks a lot more than someone who gets a ton of likes and a ton of comments on their photos but they're all like oh my god babe love this heart eyes da -da -da. you know like comments that really mean nothing yeah you know like if you're getting valuable comments where people are showing i care i'm listening like that's like one of those holds the same weight as 10 oh my god love this comments you <laughs> okay know? that's good to know because 
I I always feel bad because like I'll see other people's posts and they have like all these comments and I have like five comments but the five comments are like this long each like a paragraph or two long each and it's like exactly so I guess yeah it evens out yeah I mean think about the time that it, like actual duration of time that it takes someone to type a whole paragraph like that yeah like most people aren't gonna stop and do that unless it's something they really feel passionate about or they feel connected to and so the fact that you're able to get that feeling out of people with what you're sharing literally is proof that what you're sharing is resonating with people and that's like all a brand wants they want people to feel connected and feel like wow if I had this in my life I could do the same thing she does and, and that's how they're you know like using you to sell um so yeah I mean it's it really does speak volumes when you have a community like you like I know you do you yeah. know what I mean yay how does that make you feel that makes Good? me you feel, feel like, a little better yeah like oh my god <laughs> like you are number one yeah. it's like wow me little me <laughs> literally exactly but I mean like we all feel that way you know what I yeah. mean it's one of those things where like you see influencers who have 50,000 followers and you're like oh my god they must be like you know rolling in money and they don't even think about these things what's imposter syndrome but like literally all of them feel the exact same way and like I know because I I have conversations with them where they feel all of the same things that we talked about today. So it's just, it's perspective, you know, yeah. like it's, there are things that we're all going through. It's just like, how much are you going to allow it to like seep into the way that you do things? Like how, how much are you going to let the, let these limiting beliefs stop you from literally taking the next step? And someone, I read something the other day and I loved this like the way it was worded I can't remember exactly but I loved it so much it said like you wouldn't have the opportunity presented to you if you weren't ready for it you know what I mean like yeah. if if that opportunity to create an ebook wasn't something that like the universe thought you were ready for like you wouldn't even be thinking about it right now okay but you yeah. said okay I'm gonna create this ebook like I'm gonna you know I'm gonna I want to get consistent with this content so like these opportunities are there for mm -hmm. you you can handle it. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. You're not going to get served anything that you can't handle. You yeah. just have to find the process that's going to allow you to do that. And also like get over the mindset hump of I can't do this yeah. or I won't do this. Yeah, for sure. Yay. Okay. You feel a little better? How yeah, are you? Like I'm scale feeling, one to 10, 10 ready to conquer the world. I'm like probably at an eight because I still have that. I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, I probably will never be at a 10, but I, I, I consider it eight, like, I can fake it till I make it. Hey, that's all you yeah, gotta do. Yeah, it's like, I can, that's all you I can keep constantly reminding myself, it, I, this is good, this is good, this is good, and get forward, even if I'm not, like, I can conquer yeah. the world, I can conquer it in little pieces, I can maybe, that. I don't know. I can conquer the world. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I love that. Hey, an eight is honestly really great and I will take it. Um, sweet. Well, I'm I'm hoping that everyone else who's listening to this episode, because I know that other people who are listening right now are literally going through the same exact thing. Um, limiting beliefs is just such a huge part of being a business owner and owning your own business, being a creator, being a creative person in general. Um, so I hope that you guys who are listening also feel uh, a little bit like I'll take an eight. If you're an eight and you're listening to this, I'm cool with that. 
and eight is, is great. So um, if you guys are interested in getting your one-on-one podcast coaching call, don't forget to join Lizzie in Social Suite. Um, we have, I think, almost 80 members right now. Um, and we do these awesome date night calls every month. We actually have one tonight, which I'm very excited. Lizzie, I hope I see you there. Yeah, I'm going to try. Um, and yay okay cool well we all get on these date night calls and honestly just get to talk about all of this stuff as a big group so if you want to join us and get your free one-on-one podcast coaching call join us in the suite lissy thank you so much for being here thank you for having me this was really good